بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي ابن كعب رضي الله تعالى عنه قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا ذهب ثلث الليل قام فقال يا ايها الناس اذكروا الله جاءت الراجفه تتبعها الرادفه جاء الموت بما فيه جاء الموت بما فيه قلت يا رسول الله اني اكثر الصلاه عليك فكم اجعل لك من صلاتي قال ما شئت قلت الربع قال ما شئت فان زدت فهو خير لك قلت فالنصف قال ما شئت فان زدت فان زدت فهو خير لك قلت فالثلثين قال ما شئت فان زدت فهو خير لك قلت اجعل اجعل لك صلاتي كلها قال اذا تكفى همك ويغفر لك ويغفر لك ذنبك رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن ابي بن كعب رضي الله تعالى عنه says that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it was his noble practice that when one third of the night had passed he would stand up in salah this part of the hadith we had started the discussion just to briefly recap in this hadith the expression idha dhahaba thuluthul layl that when one third of the night passed in other riwayat it is mentioned rub'ul layl when when one quarter of the night had passed allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam would stand up in salah علماء الكرام منشن يختلف قيامه فتارة يقدم وتارة يؤخر that this infers to the fact that Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not have a specific and a set time to wake up for tahajjud salah this much we know as is attested to by the Quran wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly addresses Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam إِنَّ رَبَّكَ يَعْلَمْ أَنَّكَ تَقُومُ أَدْنَى مِنْ ثُلُثَيِ اللَّيْلِ وَنِصْفَهُ وَثُلُثَهُ وَطَائِفَةٌ مِنَ الَّذِينَ مَعَكَ Addressing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah says, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ يَعْلَمْ That verily your Rabb, the Rabb of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that is Allah himself knows that at times you are standing for two-thirds of the night. at times you are standing for half of the night in tahajjud salah if you have to put this into perspective quran is telling us that at times the tahajjud salah of rasulullah sallallahu would be half the night so if the night is 12 hours long then it means that nabiy pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam's tahajjud salah would be 6 hours long sometimes even longer than that allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam would say inna shahwati fi qiyam al-layl Allah has kept my special ecstasy and enjoyment and satisfaction in qiyamul layl that is in tahajjud salah as we mentioned previously many many verses of the quran some referring directly to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa min al-layl fatahajjad bihi nafilatan lak asa an yab'athaka rabbuka maqaman mahmuda wa min al-layl fasjud lahu wa sabbihhu laylan tawila يا ايها المزمل قم الليل الا قليلا نصفه وانقص منه قليلا اوزد عليه ورتل القران ترتيلا these few verses which are recited 
are a direct address to Rasulullah with regards to Tahajjud Salah. So some are specific to Nabi Apaq Then there are many, many verses that are general, praising sometimes the Sahaba of Rasulullah sometimes generally those who would stand up in Tahajjud Salah. كَانُوا قَلِيلًا مِّنَ اللَّيْلِ مَا يَهْجَعُونَ وَبِالْأَسْحَارِهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ تَتَجَافَى جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَطَمَعًا وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ Various verses of the Qur'an where generally Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises those of the ummah who devote some section of their night to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The crux of all this, my respected brothers, it is impossible. It is impossible that our night in any way will resemble the night of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam unless some section of that night is given to salah, is given to tahajjud salah. Our own personal experience, mentioned this many, many times in 93, when we were in Raiwin, one of our kabirin, Sheikh Yunus, rahimahullah, he addressed us, South African ulama that had come at that time. And he said, Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ke fikr dil ke andar ho aur raat ka kuch hissa Allah ko nahi de raha hai, ye namumkin hai. He used to say, the fikr of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the worry of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the heart, and some section of the night not given to Allah, this is impossible. Agar raat ka kuch hissa Allah ko nahi de raha hai, iski matlab ye hai ke huzur ke fikr dil ke andar nahi hai. That if some section of the night is not being given to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it means that the worry of Rasulullah sallallahu is not in the heart. It's not possible. It's not possible that one can have even an iota or degree of the true worry of Rasulullah sallallahu in the heart and still the entire night is spent sleeping. Some section of that night has to be given to salah, to dua, to supplication, to turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we find that the efficacy and effect of tahajjud in softening the heart, in bringing the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in creating the consciousness of qabr and akhirat, in reminding us of the shortness of life, in bringing reformation, spiritual reformation within ourselves, we cannot possibly overstate the benefit and the importance of making an exerted attempt on a regular basis to give some section of the night, even if it is a short while, give some section of the night, devote some section of the night, in tahajjud, in turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we find that this is a very, very, very greatly stressed sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as we can see attested to by this riwayat also, where Ubay bin Kaab radiallahu ta'ala says, not only was this the noble practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself, but Nabiya Paak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, idha, idha, is a term which means this is something that regularly happened, not once off, not once in a while, not now and then. Ida, whenever, whenever one third or quarter of the night had passed, Allah's Rasulullah would stand up and he would exhort others to do so. He would encourage others to do so. In the immediate context, 
it would mean the family members of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Obviously, they are the ones that he comes directly into contact with. Whether it is Aisha radiallahu anha, whether it is Maymuna radiallahu anha, Umm Salima radiallahu ta'ala anha, the other azwaj mutahharat, Ridwanullahi anhunna ajma'een. In fact, in one hadith it comes, so much Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa encourage this husband and wife waking each another up for tahajjud salah, that that wife or that husband who takes goes the extra step of sprinkling a little bit of water on the face of their counterpart. Husband wakes up, then he wakes his wife up. Obviously there has to be this understanding. She doesn't rebel or get upset or end up shouting or screaming or start insulting one another where where one was initially encouraging someone for a sunnah and this ends up in haram. There has to be that level of understanding and moderation. But if there is that understanding, that the husband wakes up and then he encourages his wife to the extent that he sprinkles some water on her face or the other way around, the wife wakes up and she sprinkles some water on her husband's face to wake him up for tahajjud salah. Allah's Rasul sallallahu according to the hadith, they become the recipient of the special dua of Rasulullah where he said, Rahim Allah, may Allah's special mercy, may Allah's special mercy descend upon a wife or a husband that does this. From this we can understand how much this is an emphasized sunnah. So Nabi Pak immediately, in the immediate context, his household, but the words are such that they are general. Allah, that means Nabi Islam not only himself would wake up for tahajjud salah idha, regularly, but he would encourage everyone around him, in fact not just everyone, not just the family, the entire ummat. What is the words? Ya ayyuhan nas, O humanity, O mankind, udhkurullah, remember Allah, remember Allah. In other words, this exhortation is general. The ummah is being advised, not only must you wake up for tahajjud, not only must you wake up for tahajjud, wake your family up also. And wake everyone that you come into context, into contact with. Encourage others also to give some section of their night to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This exhortation is to conscientize the ummah, to move away from ghaflat, from negligence. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. In other words, don't waste this opportunity. Allah is calling out to you. Hal min sa'il fa'atiyaw su'la. Hal min ta'ib fa'atuba ilay. Hal min mustaghfir fa'aghfir Allah. Is there anyone that has any dua? Anyone that has any need? Anyone that wants forgiveness? Anyone that has any problem, any parashani? Your Allah is calling out to you. So don't waste this opportunity. So Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself would say, Ya Yohannas, O people, Udhkurullah, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, and then as we find this is the final hadith in the chapter Babu Dhikril Maut, the chapter which deals with the remembrance of death, waqisar al-amal, and the curtailing of aspirations. As we mentioned in many, many ahadith in this chapter, Reminding ourselves and reminding others of death has many, many benefits. One special benefit of this is that it encourages one to go that extra mile to exert oneself in amal and not to delay.
Because one of the greatest, one of the greatest pitfalls, especially when it comes for tahajjud salah, or it comes for anything that requires you to go against your nafs. Sleep is something, the proclivity towards it, or the attraction towards excessive sleep is something that is natural. And a person has to go that extra mile and really exert against themselves to break the shackles of sleep, to wake up, to get away from that warm bed, especially on a cold night, to sleep a little bit less. This is not something that is easy. You need to exert yourself. So that is why we find, if we look at the beautiful wisdom of Rasulullah when he encourages his ummah to perform tahajjud salah, he does it with what? He does it with reminding us of moth. Because what shaitan will do? Shaitan will not tell you, especially the dindar tabka, especially those who are a little bit pious, shaitan will not tell you, don't make tahajjud regularly. Shaitan will not tell you, don't do it. What he will tell you is delay. Not tonight, tomorrow night. Oh, you're still young now, do it later on. What is the need for you now to do all this? There's so many other things you have to do. Later on, towards the latter part of your life, when you are old, when you don't have that much commitments, that much to worry about, you don't have to go to work so early, and you don't have this project and that project, that time you can make tahajjud. Now you need your sleep. Now you need to conserve your energy. This is shaitan's effort. What is the countermeasure? What is the, what is the countermeasure if a person becomes conscious of moth? This might be my last night. Imagine, if we were convinced it was your last night, then who will sleep? Who won't wake up for tahajjud? If we had the conviction it's the last night, if we remember our moth, if we remember the qabr, if we remember the challenges that lie ahead, that is why one of the very great benefits of constantly remembering moth and why Imam Nawi rahimahullah has brought this particular hadith. This hadith normally logically should be brought in, in, in a chapter which deals with the encouragement of tahajjud. Yet he hasn't mentioned this hadith in that chapter. He's mentioned this hadith in this chapter which deals with dhikrul maut wa qisarul amal. Remembering death and curtailing of aspirations because of this section of the hadith. Ya ayyuhan nas, udhkurullah. O people, Rasulullah s.a.w. regularly would say this when he would wake up for tahajjud. O people, remember Allah. Ja'atir rajifa, tatba'uhar radifa, ja'al mawtu bima fi. Ja'al mawtu bima fi. Allah's Rasul sallam would say this. Rajifa has come. Not Rajifa lies ahead. Or Rajifa is going to come. Past tense. Ja'atir ra. It has already come. And this Rajifa will be followed by Radifa. Ja, Rajifa has come. It is going to be followed by Radifa. In other words, the one has already happened and the other one is going to happen very soon. Ja'al mawtu bimafi. And then with that, two times, not one time, two times, Nabi Apaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would say that death has come with all that it comprises. Again, past tense. Not your death is going to come. Death has already come. Death has already come with all that it comprises. We find that this is a very, very effective tool in the Arabic language, and this is part of what we call eloquence, Arabic eloquence, that when you want to emphasize the importance of something, 
make conscientize someone, make them realize it's on you, it's going, when something is definitely going to happen, when you want to remind someone who is ghafil of it, then you refer to it as if it already happened. Death has not already come. Yet Nabi Islam uses past tense, ja'al mod, death has already come. Not yaji'ul mod, mod, death is going to come. Your mod has already come. And not just come, bimafi with everything that death comprises. Now if you analyze this, Statement or this exhortation, Ja'atir Rajifa. Rajifa has come. What is Rajifa? Rajifa is an expression which the Quran uses to the first, to describe the first blowing of the trumpet. Israfil is waiting with the trumpet, with the sur in his mouth, ready to blow. The first blowing, various places in the Quran Allah describes in one place, Allah describes it as Rajifa. Yawma tarjuful ardu wal jibal. Like in Surah Muzammil, the same expression, Rajaf. Allah says, Rajaf tarjuful ard. In other words, that blowing will cause the earth and the mountains to shake. The blowing of the trumpet, the blowing of Qiyamah. And then, Tatba'uha Radifa. To make you understand how real this is. Nabi Salaam referred to Qiyamah as if it's already happened in the first expression. Tatba'uha Radifa, he said this will be followed by Radifa. What is Radifa? The second blowing of the trumpet. There will be a first blowing, then according to various riwayat, a period of 40 years will pass. And then the second blowing will happen. We've run out of time, inshallah.